Crosspoint Church's weekly sermon audio. For more information about Crosspoint, visit InsideCrosspoint.com. Four years ago, we were wanting to send our, our teenagers and our youth group on a mission trip to expand their heart for the nations and for the work of God abroad. And Lifeline sent a, a young lady that was working with their unadopted ministry at the time to come and present to our youth group several options and projects that they were working with around the world. I think one of them was in Latin America. Uh, I'm not sure where the other one was. And then one of them was in Uganda. And we thought. Uh, a good thing to do would be to just kind of like in the book of Acts when they cast lots to just let the youth decide where they wanted to go. And, uh, and they, by the providence of God, decided that, you know, Uganda just sounds like a place that we want to go. And so four years ago, Will and Springer led a trip of, of, of teenagers from Cross Point to go and come alongside the ministry of King Jesus Church that Lifeline linked us up with in Busega, Uganda, which is a suburb of Kampala, which is the capital city. If you're not familiar with the geography of the continent of Africa, Uganda is a, a smaller country, not much bigger, really about the size of Georgia, in the very heart of Africa, right there in the very heart. And so Kampala is the capital city, a, a huge city, millions of people. And Busega is, is a very poor suburb of Kampala. And so our teenagers went there and did some children's ministry with the church and a school that Pastor Raphael started at, called the Busega School for the Deaf. And you can see a picture of Pastor Raphael and his wife, Alan, there and their four daughters. One of their daughters, Delight, there that's sitting on Pastor Raphael's lap there, is with, is that, is that Delight there? I can't, yes. And she is with us here. So uh, Pastor and his wife and Delight are here. And so when they started this church in Busega, uh, they were amongst very poor people. And Pastor Raphael will tell, tell you more of the story. But the Busega School for the Deaf was started by Pastor Raphael and King Jesus Church. And it's a school ministering to deaf and blind children that were very, very vulnerable. That otherwise would have been just, just been left out to the streets there, the mean streets of Busega and Kampala. And he gathered these children in and began to give them an education and a hope and a future. And this became a ministry of the church. And so our team went and did some ministry there at the school and the church. And Will comes back from this, this trip and he says, Brad, you have got to meet this pastor next year. You have to go to Uganda and meet Pastor Raphael. He's a dear brother, a kindred spirit. And so that following summer... I did go uh, on the trip and just fell in love with this dear brother and was able to do some teaching of some local pastors there and have done that the subsequent th three years. So I've been three times there and have ministered alongside Pastor Raphael and his church. Not only has he planted this church in a very challenging area outside of Kampala, not only has he started this school for deaf and blind children, but he also, the Lord is just using his gifts, which are many, to be a kind of leader, a sort of pastor of pastors. And so there are dozens of pastors in the Busega area that respect and trust Pastor Raphael's leadership. And they gather around him, and he is able to bring us over and to, to encourage those brothers. And the work that the Lord that is the work that the Lord is doing through this brother and sister and their church and their family and their ministry is significant and fruitful. And God has been so kind to put us together. In just a moment, Pastor Raphael is going to come 
up and minister God's word. And when he does, I want us to give him a warm Crosspoint welcome. But before he does, and he's going to come up right after this video, you're going to see a brief two-minute video of a young man named Adam, who is a young man that is deaf, that was there in the streets of Busega, that became a student and a recipient of the ministry of King Jesus Church and the Busega School for the Deaf. And you'll see just a snippet of the fruit that is being born as a result of this dear family and their ministry in Busega. So let's watch this video of a young man named Adam who is part of the school and the church, and then Pastor Raphael will come and minister God's word to us. Go ahead. Hello, my name is Adam. I'm 16 years old, but I only learned my name seven years ago. You see, I was born deaf to a Muslim family in Uganda. In my country, when you cannot hear and cannot communicate, you are considered worthless and even a curse. Some days, I felt that way. My mother cared for and loved me, but growing up was still hard. I didn't have many friends and people treated me badly. When I was nine, one of our neighbors who went to King Jesus Church in the community told my mother about a school for kids like me. Going to school was really hard at first because I was afraid, but the people were so nice. Why were these strangers being so kind when everyone else in my life had been so mean? After some time, I began to learn how to communicate. I made friends and I began to trust my teachers. And I learned my name. It was the first time I had ever known my name and how to communicate it. A, D, A, M, Adam. I started to go to church too, and I brought my mother. Before, I thought the gospel was just for hearing people, but now I know Jesus, and he brings me comfort. I want everyone to know that God loves all people. I bring my neighbor Chanel to school with me, so she can learn to sign and learn about God. Another neighbor, Kenneth, who also is deaf, now goes to school with me too because of a change his mother saw in my life. When I grow up, I want to be a designer. I also love to serve at church. I think these things are what God has created me for. I know God loves me. And because of King Jesus Church, and Busega Community School for the Deaf and Blind. I know my name and I know my God. Amen. Amen. Um, what a joy definitely to be here uh, at Crosspoint. Crosspoint for us at King Jesus Church is definitely a... No, I mean, it's, what would you say? It's, it, it's like our second church. So being here definitely feels right away that we're at home. Uh, I was very, very encouraged when we came in. <clears throat> we first went to Birmingham at Lifeline. I, probably one of the things that is going to encourage me deeply as we go back home tomorrow is, uh, was to see life at Lifeline, the relationship between King Jesus Church and Crosspoint is looked at as almost like what you can call a model. 
Now, what Pastor Brothers and told you is that when he came down to Birmingham to attend that banquet with us, the number one question was uh, to ask him how deeply uh, the relationship between King Jesus Church and uh, this church here, how it is a mutual, a mutual relationship, mutual partnership. And I was very, very encouraged to hear that. Uh, we've been spoiled, it's, I think, the last few days we came since Wednesday. I, I think we've eaten more than probably I've eaten in a couple of months. <laughs> um, my, my wife, Allen and Delight, both of us have, have been made welcome. The, the treatment, the, all of you make us, uh, have made us feel so warm. Thank you, Pastor Brad and Mama Jennifer. Uh, my brother from another mother, Hubbard, what he has not told you is... Uh, when we were starting out uh, this relationship, we all didn't know, because that work you've seen, like the work of a guy like Adam, when we were starting out, we didn't know where it was going to go. The levels of impoverishment in Busega, I cannot even describe them. So uh, Habib, since I met him in 2009, I've never met anyone who would call you my brother from another mother, and he genuinely means it. And so Habi was like, you know what, Raphael, we are not going to lose anything. Do what God has called you, and we, we will keep going by faith. At that point, I, I actually look back and I'm like, Habi, that was a risk. Have you heard of risk faith? <laughs> that was very risky for us as King Jesus Church to call out children that everyone in our community called a curse to start out with them, but at that point we were doing it totally buffed. Like we didn't know how do we go from here, who is going to stand behind us, which church is able to, to pray with us, which church is willing to come alongside us. And ladies and gentlemen, the last four years, what I can't thank you enough, Cross Point Church, your giving here, your prayers, those of you that have come down there, in many ways, as King Jesus Church, we feel like we are reaching out to these children and growing the church together. So please, thank, on my behalf, on my family's behalf, on the church at King Jesus Church, please a big, big, big thank you. Let's go into God's word. <clears throat> John, I am going to... I chose this text. Let me give you where I came from to choose uh, this that we are going to share. I felt I needed to choose this text because, I mean, like in the Bible, of course, the entire Bible is one piece. Don't, don't pick pieces. But this particular portion, when we were starting King Jesus Church, we started it amidst all odds. King Fahad, the stakes were so high. King Fahad had just planted there. King Fahad is a foundation out of Saudi Arabia that desires to Islamize communities that are vulnerable like Busega. So they had just planted their center right there. And uh, if in terms of competition, there's no way we would have competed with them. They have about 5,000 kids. They indoctrinate into Islam and things like that. So competing with them financially, it's out of question. You can't. But I knew, ladies and gentlemen, I wish you can hear my heart on this one. There's no competition between Christianity and Islam. Christianity is way far above. It just has to be lived out. It, this glorious gospel has to be preached. So my task the last eight or so years at King Jesus Church was to make sure everyone that walks into the doors of the church and sits in our church, I, my heartbeat has been... Do they understand the gospel? 
be it uh, we, we agreed with Lifeline that even when it comes to reaching out to the deaf children, we were not just going to do an organization. We are not going to feed children or uh, educate uh, blind and deaf children and let them go back. No, we agreed that instead every child that walks through our doors, like Adam says, I now know my name and know my God. Our goal, what you can say our ultimate goal is that every child, every teacher, everyone that walks in and out through the doors of King Jesus Church, ultimately at the end of the day, they walk out when they really know this God. Amen. Hey, you will excuse me at, at, at Busega if everyone keeps quiet, it becomes hard. But when they say amen, then I know I'm with. So, so, so I, I, John chapter 3 and verse 16 for me was like uh, that one, drum it, sound it, drum it, sound it, like almost about every day. Amen? So John 3 uh, from verse 16. <clears throat> And the goal tonight, if, if, if you will, I wanted to, to try as much as I can. Number one, to, if I can, if we can succeed. I wanted to challenge everyone, especially those of us that are members of Cross Point. If you're visiting and you've never given your life to the Lord, you also, I'm, I'm, I, I wish you don't leave this place without considering committing your life to the Lord. And for those of you that are already committed to the Lord, my goal in sharing this morning is that we will, all of us together, leave this place knowing that the number one treasure heaven could ever trust with the church is the treasure of the glorious message of the gospel. Amen? Uh, John three sixteen. <clears throat> this is what it says in my Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe in him is already condemned because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his work should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been done in, out, and carried out out of God. I wanted to pick up a, one or two, three, three, three or four things out of this text. Number one, I wanted to, to do whatever I can to, like what we do in Busega, to, to paint a clear picture of, uh, if we are to preach the gospel, what kind of God do we preach? So out of this, I see that we needed, like for us at Busega, we needed to preach a God that is loving, yet holy. That's number one. Number two, I've always labored to say that man, which is you and me, man, all of us, regardless of who we are, rich or poor, young or old, we are a mixed people, mixed in the sense we are created in the wonderful image of God, yet desperately fallen and uh, left to ourselves helpless. And number three, I wanted to bring out if 
challenged challenged to one embrace the gospel but also challenged to spread it father i thank you for this church thank you for pastor brad mama jennifer and the entire leadership of this church i pray that this cross point the gospel will remain in the face of everyone that comes through these doors we love you we set our affection on you in Jesus' name we pray ladies and gentlemen for me the hardest part to begin with Bible says, for God so loved the world. The hardest part for me when it comes to Busega was to tell how God is good and loving, yet the circumstances people live in are so painfully horrible. And for us as the Kajubis, I don't know whether, whether you know, when King Jesus Church was just started, my wife was due to give birth to a child, and that, boy, that child was a boy. And so we do whatever we could, and we go to the hospital. On the day we reached the hospital, that child died on one day. That actually was the only boy that we probably were going to have. Uh, uh, God has allowed me to have pockets of pain and suffering, but that was the hardest, if, if I can remember. It was so painful, but King Jesus Church was there. The believers were there, and they all wanted me to come back on the podium and maybe blaspheme the name of the Lord. They all desired to see. And it was during that painful moment, ladies and gentlemen, that I began to understand that we... I wish everyone can hear it. Sometimes I, I hear people go through maybe a challenging time or a difficult time, and they almost want to, to, to blaspheme the name of God. I almost want to part at them and say, please don't. Or take grounds to accuse the church. Maybe people were not there for me. Or I'm like, please don't. Our God is good. In the, that's why these prosperity preachers, uh, I sometimes hear them that maybe give me a thousand dollars, then I'll, my anointing, I'll pray for you and erase all your problems. I almost want to go to them and I tell them, please, can you please shut up? <laughs> because if you preach like that, you almost cause a child like Adam or Angela or one of the deaf children at school to say this God is maybe meant for the Americans alone. Ladies and gentlemen, little did I know during that experience of pain that the Lord was giving Alan and me an opportunity, number one, to minister to people in our own congregation because as we speak right now, about five faithful believers that love the Lord Love God's word right in King Jesus' church that have lost their children. 
It's been an amazing opportunity for me as a pastor to stand on those funeral grounds to point them to Christ Jesus using the experience of that lost son of mine. I'm not saying it is good that my child died, but if my, the pain we endured with the death of my child can help point people to the meaning and the wonderful God who loves them, that is so worth it. Lamentation chapter 3 <clears throat> and verse 22. The Bible says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. John chapter 15, if you flip there quickly. John chapter 15. And from verse 13, it says, Greater love has no one than this, that someone let down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I've called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. In a community like ours in Busega, ladies and gentlemen, I've never seen anything that is powerfully impactful powerfully that causes men to repent and to want to know God as when people are taught a God who loves them genuinely. I've seen that the goodness of God changes people. One of the beautiful things I've seen with the work King Jesus Church does together with Crosspoint and, uh, and Unadopted Out of Lifeline, I've seen that once the children are loved, once the children are uh, 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 genuinely, not loved with human affection, but loved with the love of God, they find their rightful place in that powerful God. Ladies and gentlemen, the goodness of God, once it is explained clearly, but it doesn't have to be explained in the context of uh, what you hear these prosperity preachers explain it. God is good sometimes in the, his goodness is more revealed in the worst of situations. Maybe that is not a popular thing to talk about here in America, but many times the goodness, the character of God, how God shows that I'm a good God, come, I've, I've seen it, and, and sometimes I'm like, should I stop preaching it? Because sometimes when I've preached it, yeah, you, I've, I've experienced some real painful realities or seen people that are going through real painful realities. But there's something beautiful when people are trained and equipped to see the goodness of God in the midst of trouble that I cannot even describe here on the pulpit. Do you know that, like, for example, in this deaf school, one of the child that is more loving, that boy Adam you've just seen, when he was uh, born deaf and his father realized that he, he 
he's deaf. His father walked away. You would expect Adam to be the most mean person. On the, on the contrary, as like Adam tells you, he goes about picking other deaf children right in his neighborhood, telling them, come and see this school where I've been loved. But not only that, come and see the church. As it is that Adam has led almost like his entire family to, to the Lord, and they are all serving with us in the church. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish it can be hard. I do not undermine the pain and the struggle we all go through. But hear me, the goodness of the Lord remains perfectly true, even in some of the worst of realities. And as believers, I, I, I wish God can equip us more as his church, as his bride. I wish God can equip us more to not run away from difficult realities or run away from his church. Because once we share, once we talk, that's, that's a beauty I've seen about church. I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in church. I love the church. I love small groups. I love places where people go and are vulnerable uh, to each other. That thing is powerful in transforming a community. I look at King Jesus Church. Some of the struggles people go through, the, the people I pastor are horrible. But when people come together and they are able to share, you see the transforming beauty. Now, the difference, let me paint a difference, let's say, between King Jesus Church and a foundation like King Fahad Foundation. What they do when they realize that people have been through horrible experiences, let's say like Adam, they will equip them to fight back in using human efforts, using human People rejected you, be equipped that once you get an opportunity, you are able to kill them. You are able to slaughter them. People talk about terrorism, and uh, it's almost like a major threat right now in the world, but very few people realize that the antidote, the solution to terrorism, is the spread of this glorious gospel. Yeah. That there is a good God. These children, like we, we can't see the entire background of Busega, but children like those in Busega left into the hands of Islam or left into the hands of these uh, Islamic equipers. You're talking about death tomorrow almost all over the world. What changes wretched sinners is when a wretched sinner realizes that there is a God who is good, regardless of what I'm going through, and that goodness leads all of us to a place called repentance. The difference that I thought was important to, to share, especially here in Cross Point Church, which I do also at King Jesus Church, is that this God who is loving, good, at the same time, ladies and gentlemen, is holy. He is a holy God. And I think that's what uh, a brother like Joel Austin forgets to tell the people. <laughs> he, he can't, there are some things God can desert, but God can't desert his character as a holy God. He remains holy. He's sovereign, he is God. Therefore, just because you've uh, been through some stuff, don't justify that to indulge into things that disgrace his name. Therefore, brokenness 
is the appreciation on our part, brokenness and yielding to him is the appreciation of his goodness. And the church ought to hear that. And the church ought to know that. Man is, like I said, man is a mixture as we drive to this uh, reality number two. This is what it says in John, like where we've just read. John 3, 16. It says, for God so loved the world. That word world, it points to a God who loved, but loved a foreign man. Loved a foreign what? He loved a foreign man. Man was foreign on him, his, himself. That's why the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish. It's very, very important for everyone to understand that, yes, God is ultimately good, loving, and kind, but the point is that man, who he loves, he loves the man who is fallen. And in our fallenness, ladies and gentlemen, once we continue into it, once we reject, a community like Besega needs to hear that the reality of these children being abandoned, ladies and gentlemen, those are consequences of sin. I don't want to say that. Sometimes I say it in a culture like ours, it is even difficult, but it has to be said. When you see children being abandoned, fathers walking away on their mothers and all that, those are terrible issues and the results of the sinfulness of man. Nobody should take for granted some of the kids. I see here in America some of the kids thinking a man can marry another man, and I'm like, mm. Nobody should take these things for granted. Those, those things should be called out that those are issues of sin against the holy God. And men should be broken in humility and come before a holy God and say, God, I, I beat my chest. I've sinned against you. I see the, I sometimes uh, see here in America people saying, it's my right. It's my right. It's my right. And I'm like, what? Those things, yes, there should be some rights, but please don't have rights against God. <laughs> because like where I serve from in Busega, I've seen the damage of people turning their back against God. Ladies and gentlemen, when you come to worship God here on, 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 on Sunday, here at Cross Point, you should count it as a great privilege. When you open your scriptures, lead your children to sleep after praying with them. That's a grand privilege. You're not helping the church. That is who you are. I see damage of sin. But here is the beauty. Romans chapter 5. And that's why we need to preach Christ. Because he alone can bridge the gap between the fallen man. The work of Christ has to be proclaimed all over. Romans chapter 5 from verse 6. To 11. The Bible says, for while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Ladies and gentlemen, Christ did not die for the godly. Christ died for the ungodly, for one will scarcely die for a righteous person. Though perhaps for a good person, one would dare even to die, but God shows his love 
for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through him whom we have now received reconciliation. My friends, I hope you hear it. The only bridge of the gap like between a holy God and a sinful man is way, way too deep. That they can never be nothing. I've seen people like uh, my Muslim friends who try to do things to appease God. I must keep wanting to tell them, you can't. Keep trying, but you will not. Some of them, even when I'm still sleeping in my house, I'll hear them enchanting early in the morning. Allahu Akbar. They want to pray to this God. Five times a day, they work so hard. We have a movement of the a certain sect in our, in our country that come to pray to the dead. Some people walk as far as Tanzania, many miles. That looks different from every people group and every tribe. When I come here in the United States, I see people like here in the U.S. You people are loving, you do good things. But I see many people who try to do good things thinking the good that I have done should justify me before a holy God. Ladies and gentlemen, I love, for example, like the good Crosspoint does, Lifeline does, all of us do. Regardless of how much good we do, none of us can satisfy the wrath of God. The difference between us that have believed in Jesus Christ is that the good we do, we do it like Habi was saying here. We do it because we realize we were this bad, and because we were this bad, like Paul says, I'm under obligation. We feel like we are obligated to give back, not because we want to gain a certain status with God. No, we give back because everything we have, we do not deserve. I like how Pastor Brad put it, that the church finally will have a privilege to give more, plant more churches. Wonderful. But what a wonderful privilege to always be reminded that we do this because first of all we've been reconciled to Christ. I wouldn't desire anyone to walk out of this service, not even one person. Maybe you've given, maybe you've done good. Some of you I know you've given to make sure you sustain a school like Busega. God bless you so much. I see like my own family is a beneficiary from the givings that are given into this church. On a monthly basis, you send us support and help directly from me as a family. That is wonderful. But I am praying that none of this good will ever replace a need for you individually to ever come to book clean with this holy God. To seek Jesus as your ultimate good. That everything we do flows from that place of knowing he's been good to me. And because he's been good to me, even what I have is all his, I will use it for his glory. A church like ours at King Jesus Church, it's so easy to hide behind the good. 
Ladies and gentlemen, please don't. On the day of judgment, when Christ Jesus finally comes back, which I believe it is going to come true for all of us, on that day, the only ticket, like when we're coming here, our country checks our passports. Do you have an American visa? Are you sure you're going to America? Are you sure you're going to... Then they'll put our passports into the machine. Coming to the United States, I need a visa from the American embassy. Going to heaven, I'm only going to need one visa. My commitment, my yielding, while I was still breathing to the person of my Lord Jesus Christ. When I go to Busega, I keep telling my Muslim friends, please, there's no good you're going to do to satisfy the wrath of a holy God. Nothing. They wash their head, they pray and chant Allahu Akbar. It can't. When I come here in the United States, I'm always reminded to remind my American family, please, thank you for the good you do, but please don't hide in the good. Hide yourself in a saving grace of a saving Savior. His name is Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 10 and verse 14. As I plan to wrap up, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching to them? And how are they to preach unless they are sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news? But they have all not obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. But I ask, have they not heard? Indeed, they have. Ladies and gentlemen, I am praying, even as I wrap up this message this morning, I'm praying that as I finish, each one of us, will know that this glorious message of, uh, of, of our Lord Jesus Christ calls for response from every human being. May, we all need to respond. We all need to, to say yes at some point. We all need to get to a place where we say, yes, Lord, I get it. I finally get it. I need you, Lord. But after we have received it, none of us is the end user of the gospel. Once we have received it, it's almost under obligation that we'll be able to spread it. Freely we have received, freely we have to give. Someone can stand up today and ask, now, how on earth, where do I gain from helping deaf children like in Busega? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as we even do that in a place like Busega, I look, I, I look at a comparison like... Uh, like, I, uh, like, 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 for example, Allah, the God called Allah and, 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 uh, and King Jesus. There's a, such a huge difference. For example, Allah, if you are a useless, like they call them, useless deaf person, like the children at our deaf school, Allah has nothing to do with you. Because you can't fight for him. You can't, you can't defend him when the war breaks out. But our Lord and our King, Jesus Christ, why I love him? 
why I want to make him known everywhere I go, is that this Jesus picks rags, useless people, useless things, to display that I'm a God who picks the lowly one from the, the list of these and display my loving kindness. As we, we do this, ladies and gentlemen, how I pray that everyone seated in this room, all of us have people that probably will never step into Cross Point Church. Some of us have friends that we work with. How I pray that it will be clear to all of us that from now on, we will all take it upon ourselves that it's a privilege for me to talk about this Jesus. Find practical ways how you can communicate this glorious gospel in your own setting. I don't even, because I, I don't know your setting, I can't even give you ideas of how to. But may you go back and sit down. Sit down with your wife. Sit down with your family. Ask for us as recipients of the gospel, how are we giving it to the next village? For us back home, opportunities like the deaf children, opportunities like uh, Muslims, those are one, our wonderful opportunities and privileges to make this Christ known. For you, what are those opportunities for you? List those things down. List the names of people. Maybe this year you're going to be praying for. Maybe you're going to email. Maybe you're going to talk to about this glorious Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, we cannot keep quiet. I come to the United States here, and it's a wonderful, wonderful nation. Probably, I've never seen a country like this one. My first time to come here in 2009, I was like, is this country real? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's extremely too good. I mean, it's too beautiful, too, too, too good. But in my mind, I was going, how can someone penetrate the hearts of these different individuals, and it just can't. I believe one of the things is that we have organized churches, wonderful uh, preachers here in the United States, so people have taken it upon themselves to come, sit down in a comfortable church, hear a glorious message, wrap up their Bible, and go back home. I am praying that it will not be like that here at Cross Point Church, but all of us will come, be challenged, be equipped, but all of us live wondering, ah, how about my auntie? How about my uncle? How about my cousin? How about my sister? I know this is a country that is so fragile at taking offense. <laughs> you, you, you get offended over everything. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm actually praying that you will cause your cousins, your sisters, to be offended that you talk to them about the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, almost, almost, huh? huh? You hurt my feelings. <laughs> I mean, this is a beautiful country, beautiful people, but you overguard your feelings. And I pray that the church and the gospel will not be about your feelings but will be about the conviction of the truth. Yeah. Every time I think about the fact that eternity is entirely going to depend on people going to hell or heaven based on how, what they did with Jesus Christ, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I enjoy it to even offend my Muslim friends. But I mean, this, this, this is a beautiful country. I mean, everyone beautiful. Oh, loving, loving, loving. But please don't offend my feelings. <laughs> Talk to me in 10 minutes. Please, if you pass 10 minutes, I'm going to be hard. <laughs> I, I pray, and I'm very thankful that Cross Point has overcome some of the things. <laughs> 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 I'm, actually, I'm, 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 I'm actually praying 
uh, I, I read a quote from uh, J.I. Parker. He said, a half-truth masquerading as a whole truth becomes a complete untruth. I'm actually thinking if we get to a place where, oh, please, don't take it too far. Guard the feelings of the people. Once we get there, almost, ladies and gentlemen, this is, actually, this is a war. This is a war of right and wrong. This is a war of eternity. And once we see the gospel from the light of eternity, we will preach it. It should, should be preached. It should be exposed. We cannot make the gospel an issue of, a man, you had, your, you had my feelings, or you're hateful. There's nothing. In, in myself, how can I love you? This is an issue of eternity. And all men, the destiny of their eternity is entirely going to depend on what we did with Christ Jesus. Finally, I pray for all of us that this glorious gospel will be lived out. We will receive it, and out of the overflow, we'll be able to give it to our friends and our neighbors. That it will not be head knowledge, but it will be a deep thing that flows from within all of us. May we bow our heads and pray. My friend Brad will finally come and close the service. Father, we thank you. How I thank you so much for Cross Point Church family. I pray for the leadership in this church. I thank you that the gospel here is central. God, what brings us together is you, Christ Jesus. And without you, there is no way we can ever be brothers, sisters. But I thank you because of the work you did on the cross. You've called us into this to partner with you, Lord. You are the one at work. And I pray that even after this service, there will be men and women. For those that are not saved, I pray that they will come to, to break down. They will... It will be beyond their feelings. It will get to a place of conviction, oh God. I ask in Jesus' name. Can I pray some in Luganda? Deep, deep. I, I love to talk to God in Luganda better. That work that was done on the cross. That your name may be made known. I ask that none of us will, will be silent or be indifferent, but all of us will be passionately uh, yielded to making sure that this gospel is proclaimed. We love you. We set our affection on you. I thank you so much for uh, our Lifeline and the work they do. And uh, having put us together with Crosspoint, I thank you for this trial uh, relationship between King Jesus' lifeline and Crosspoint now. Father, I pray that through this, many churches, many brothers and sisters, many communities, many tribes, many groups will all be mobilized to hear and to know and to receive this glorious gospel. Love you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Pastor Brad, for having me here.